Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Episode 7 of the Dogs of War podcast is brought to you by Zabo Apparel Company, a Cleveland-based, veteran-owned clothing company providing you with some of the best Browns, Indians, Cavs, and military shirts you'll find anywhere else. Check out their new collab with the Scottish Hammer. Proceeds from that shirt go to charity. You'll also find the Showbird shirt we talked about with Megan on a few episodes back. That's ZaboApparel.com, S-Z-A-B-O Apparel.com. Buckle up. Let's go. And guys, please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. We're not telling you to do this because we like to hear our own voices. Apparently, it triggers some algorithm on the two platforms and gets the podcast trending. Not really sure how it works. We don't make the rules. It's free. Help us grow this bad boy. And tell all your friends and families and loved ones to do the same. And then tell them to tell their families, friends, and coworkers to do the same. All right. Enjoy the show. 18 seconds left, he's got the snap, back the pass, up in the pocket, shooting it long and deep, and it's picked off, they got it, Terrence Mitchell's got it, and it's all over here now, they can't take it away anymore, 11 seconds left to go, Mitchell takes the football, he's going to run it down to the best fans, the most patient fans in the league, right to the dog pound, up and in he goes. Yeah, Tape is recording. Testing. Tape is live. Mike's hot. Very hot. Kevin, we have a sponsor. We have a sponsor, a legit company. Who is paying us for our services. An actual sponsor, a real company, not a fake one. Not that the Instagram was fake, but... Yeah, it'll lead to a yacht someday. But this this is going to lead us to our yacht, Kevin. Our wealth and power. For real, though, sponsorship aside, if you haven't gone to the Zabo site... They just put up their new partnership with the Scottish Hammer, who we'll also talk more about later on in this podcast. But awesome site, awesome shirts for all your Cleveland sporting teams. Go check them out if you haven't yet. The link will be in the episode description thingamajig. All righty. Victory Tuesday. Victory Tuesday. Episode 7. Episode 7 of the Dogs of War podcast is brought to you by a Monday night football win of the Cleveland Browns as well as Zabo Apparel Company. Love Victory Tuesday. I didn't know I would. I, I've never known what it's like to love Victory Tuesday. I've never had one. The last time I believe the Browns played on Monday night was arguably the greatest loss they've ever had on primetime football. Do you recall? Was it 05? No, no. It was 07. Uh, it was like 2015 against the Ravens. Oh, they meant the last Monday night football game. Yeah. The last primetime game, you mean? Monday night football game. Oh, I thought it was. I thought our. I thought the last Monday night game was like years. I right, forget it. Keep going. Uh, the Browns were tied with the Ravens. I have no idea what the score was. We had ourselves a kick for oh, the game. win. Yeah, not for if we lose, if we miss the kick, which is entirely probable being the Cleveland Browns, we go into overtime. If we make it, sweet victory. But, of course, it got blocked and brought back to the house for a block six 
as they're called. I can remember being so angry, but just so unsurprised. Yeah, that was. I blew up on a group thread where the one guy said that was so Cleveland. Speaking of that, looking at the Jets last night, it was like that Spider-Man meme where the two Spider-Men are looking at each other. Because <laughs> like, I think looking at the Jets and with their quarterback situation right now, the fact that we got to their third-string quarterback last night, because obviously if you don't know, Sam Darnold, their starting franchise quarterback, is out with mono. I've never had mono of you. The makeout killer. I surprisingly have never had mono, despite the... Surprisingly, me neither. I mean, junior year, dude. So many makeouts. Oh, yeah. Back in my prime. Absolutely. But... Wait, so what? Got, you're just, like, tired, right? You're just... You're tired. You just can't get off the couch. I you personally... You lose, like, 20 pounds like, the first week. <laughs> I could use some mono. I wouldn't hate it, because then you get off, so you can chill out for two weeks. But he came out today. He was at the facility, I guess, that he's feeling better to come back for week five. But that's either here nor there. So their second string, Trevor Simeon, was starting. Came in, had a, a decent showing. But then, unfortunately, Mr. Miles Garrett took him out and was a pretty nasty ankle injury. <sighs> Dude, that was brutal. I hate when they replay those things a thousand times. But and I feel like I saw some people trying to say, oh, you know, Garrett's being dirty. Garrett's going to be fine. He's not a dirty player. Once that train takes off and gets going, you are not stopping it. Yeah, he... He's about as genuine as it gets. He wasn't. Nobody's trying to hurt anybody. At least of all, Miles Garrett's not trying to cause injury upon his opponents. But that was a brutal, freaking replay. Defense looked amazing. Um, still waiting for Mr. Olivier Vernon and Denzel Ward to get back into things here. Not doing anything bad, but I guess I just expected to see a lot more of them and a lot more highlight play from plays from them the first couple of weeks, but it's only week two. Well, a good cornerback, you're not going to notice. I mean, he had some good breakups, but I think they avoided him. I just feel like we are, we just already saw so much more of him last year this time. Or he's usually just he's usually known for doing more than he has the first couple of weeks. Yeah, the first because they were throwing at him as soon as he got three picks in two games, they avoided him altogether. But regardless, that secondary still looks great. The linebackers look great. Shout out to our boy, Mr. Sack Leader of the Game, Joe Schobert. Correction, tackle leader of the game. What did I say? Sack, sack leader. Sorry, yes. sack leader was Miles Garrett with three sacks. Three sacks, now leading the NFL with a total of five football stats. Let's go. Joe Schobert had 13 tackles and a forced fumble. Very badass. Austin Siebert, three for three on field goals. Thanks to... The Scottish Hammer, who held those balls perfectly with the laces out and everything. Not only is he the Scottish Hammer, he's the Scottish placeholder now. Yeah, what can he do? What an absolute beautiful sight. I didn't even notice he was holding in week one because I was in the stands and my my mind wasn't all right. To see him call for that snap, the ball comes back, he puts it down, his mane flowing majestically out of his helmet. He's like William Wallace. Unbelievable. That, so Riley and I watched the game at a bar together last night, and there were two guys behind us, Browns fans, obviously. Every time the Scottish Hammer either punted the ball or called for the snap for a field goal, they both just yelled, freedom. Which is a reference to Mel Gibson's 1995 masterpiece, Braveheart. I don't know what the average age of our audience is, but if you haven't seen Braveheart, you have to watch it. It's unreal. Just turn on your TV at like 10 o'clock any night of the week, and it'll be on some channel. Yeah, and basically, 
the Scottish Hammer is a recreation of Mel Gibson from that movie, who was based on a real guy, apparently. So, the defense was great. The offense, I mean, come on. Yeah, they got o- some kicks. Od- Odell's one-handed grab. The one-handed grab was nasty. I, I jumped out of my seat and kind of ran around the table for a minute when that happened. That was something else. It's something about that stadium. Yeah, we could have scored easily after that, but they decided now's the time where we get our special team's confidence up, so they settled for a field goal. Yeah, that was absolutely part of the plan. Yeah. They don't want, you know, we don't need Baker, you know, throwing his arm out or, you know, Chubb running too much the first part of the game. So special teams came in, do what they're supposed to do. Um, they knew the defense was going to hold them to three points. It was perfect plan. Well done, Freddie. And then Odell's. That catch in stride where he just turned it off. Was that like a, how far was that? A 95-yard touchdown? It was like 93, 95, 96, somewhere in there. It was a lot. A lot more. Let's say the whole field. A lot more than I can come up with. He just took off like a bullet. I've been waiting for him to score. I'm so happy he finally did. Again, we're not sports analysts, but when he caught that ball and just took off, it wasn't a deep route. He was like five yards off a scrimmage when he caught it in stride and just turned on the Jets. We'll take a win. Obviously, the offense is still figuring some things out. Baker's still figuring a few things out. But, yeah, they'll figure it out. In the meantime, let's cut over to the Munilot Payphone, uh, special Munilot Payphone edition, where we're going to respond to the three voicemails that we enjoyed the most individually. Kevin, let's hit the Munilot Payphone. Let's do it. Leave a message. You guys should make a YouTube channel and post, like, the podcast with videos included. That's it. Bye. Well, kid, I appreciate your idea. Keep bringing them. That being said, the reason we don't film ourselves with our podcast is that neither of us are good-looking enough, least of all Kevin. We have a face for podcasts, faces for radio, hence this podcast. I am 20 pounds away from comfortably doing YouTube videos where it's just me and you talking to each other and looking at each other awkwardly. Fair enough. Next one. Hey, guys. My name's Josh. First of all, I just want to say I love the podcast, everything you guys do on Instagram. I just eat it up, and I everything you guys do, I love it. But watch the game last night. Huge victory, first victory of the year, you know. Always got to get that one out of the way. I watched it with one of my closest friends who happens to be a Jets fan. So that was that was great to, you know, to humiliate him over that. Um Oh, man, I wish I had something witty or clever to say, but I witty or clever. Now I'm fumbling over my words because I'm so nervous. Oh, man. You know what? Uh, I can't undo this message either. <laughs> no, never mind. Go Browns. Road through the playoffs starts here. Let's go. I hate myself. All right. Have a good one. <laughs> that was the best voicemail I've ever heard in my life. Josh, Josh, thanks for the call. Kid, I know you feel like you failed, but you didn't. That was such a big win. I'm proud of you. That being said, don't go too hard on your friend, the Jets fan, and don't go too hard on yourself. Be confident. 
I can tell that you're a winner. Go Browns. Next one. Hang in there. Hey, Dogs of War. I'm calling in about Culver's. I was the kid. Yeah, I'm a junior in high school. But anyways, I was the kid who called in about how you guys' podcast is awesome, which it is, and how I went to Culver's. And holy shit. Am I allowed to say shit? Probably I'll just say shit. Well, their butter burger was the shit. And their fries too. Oh my god. I went with a friend. I got another butter burger after I finished my combo because oh my god, they were so good. And then he got one of those mixer things. Those things are like the blizzards from Dairy Queen if you've ever been there, but like better with like Oreos and chocolate ice cream and Culver's, if you're listening, sponsor this podcast because they made a regular customer. Um, like always, go Browns. See ya. <laughs> I love that kid. Love the follow-up. Oh, he, Appreciate the follow-up, kid. He called in last week saying that he was going to go to Culver's because of our interview with Megan Schobert and how we talked about how great Culver's was. Ends up going, calls back with a review, and then he told Culver's to follow our podcast or to sponsor us because we turned him into a lifetime customer that being said i don't want this kid to become obese unfortunately sooner or later the metabolism slows down and you can't hit the butter burgers as much as i used to i think it's a win-win for us with this kid so like i said last week here's a case study kid heard the podcast went to culver's shout out culver's where you at come holla at us so we can use him to get that Culver sponsorship. Either way, if he continues to go there, even if he continues to go there and then gains 400 pounds, we can then get him on some sort of Atkins or Slim Fast diet. Then we go after that. And then we go after them to get them to sponsor us. Okay. So it's definitely a win-win uh, for him, kid. I eat that stuff in, you know. Moderation. There you go. That's what but if you go for. hard, we will get you on Atkins and they will sponsor us. Either way, we're getting a yacht plural yachts and when we get them you're invited to party with us but keep following up with your travels to that place uh and, and culvers and uh let's segue into the rest of the afc north big news from pittsburgh big news from pittsburgh big ben is out for the season ben roethlisberger is getting surgery not tommy john surgery but elbow surgery nonetheless will be out for the season said he plans on coming back to be healthy for next year which was a surprise to me because He's been teasing retirement for a few years now. I thought that would be the end of him. Who knows? But uh, what are your thoughts? First off, I think he's done. I, I don't believe that he's coming back. Uh, I am not as excited. I- I'm not I'm not happy about it. I wanted him to be thrown. What's his lifetime record against the Browns? Uh, like 100 and wins, zero losses. I-, I think he has two losses against us. One in 09, one in... 15. That's what people ask. They're like, oh, you pumped as a Browns fan that they just lost your quarterback. No. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I hate losing to him, but when, if, if and when we beat them, I want to beat Big Ben. He's like a ruthless dictator that's going to die peacefully in his bed. I wanted Baker to dethrone him. I wanted to beat him as a quarterback of that team. That being said, it did a weird trade last night in the middle of our game. Minka Fitzpatrick. Give me a first rounder next year's draft to get Minka, Fitzfat- Miss Minka Fitzpatrick. So who knows what that... Hopefully that doesn't work out for him. Who knows what the heck the reason behind that would be. Because if they were going to sink the rest of the series, that could have been a top 10 pick for them next year, which is loaded with quarterbacks. Yeah. 
But so not sure what's going on there. Uh, obviously, the Steelers are not going to be a cakewalk by any means. We're not going to get there yet. We got to go through Mr. Lamar Jackson first, uh, and the, the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens are so annoyingly good. I don't know those of you that keep up on the NFL meme market, but Lamar Jackson was torn to shreds this year for being a running back playing quarterback. Basically, the joke was that he can't throw the ball whatsoever, but apparently we bullied him into being awesome. This kid is a cheat code when you watch him play. I know it's only two games in, but his ability to run with that thing is incredible. He has had a big first couple weeks here. I'm still... I thought that after Kaepernick and RG3, you know, we would stop seeing this type of quarterback play. Like teams wouldn't want to risk having a quarterback be a running back at the same time. But look at the Ravens have truly figured this out and are utilizing him in their scheme magnificently. And he's looking awesome. And I'm not looking forward to playing them at all. But I did say the Ravens before the season started were my dark horse to be the best team in the AFC North. So thank you, Kevin. He's right again. You said that? Not on the podcast, but. No. I can bring up tax if needed. You have no proof. I can bring up tax. So props to me. I was right again. But not looking forward to playing them. Hey, how about the next five games we have coming up? Yeah, are brutal. Is not a fun schedule. Yeah, who do we got? These next five games, this Sunday night, Sunday night football, primetime again. Rams, and then we go at Ravens, at 49ers. We host the Seahawks and then travel to the Patriots. Those That's pit- about as brutal as you can get right now. What the hell were we talking? I, I told Pete so many people, 13 and 3. No idea what I was thinking. I was caught up in the moment. It's all right. Yeah. Can't lose faith now. But no, we got some brutal games coming up. I am not looking forward to Mr. Jared Goff and crew coming to Cleveland this Sunday night. I just had a genius idea. So a couple weeks ago before the Titans game, we gave our predictions. We both predicted blowout wins and... That led to us getting absolutely blown out. I blame ourselves. Let's uh, do some reverse psychology. Let's do it. So let's go. Uh, Kevin, Kevin, what do you predict the score to be against the Rams? Let's go uh, Rams 73, Browns 2. Hmm. I think the Rams are going to win 43, Browns 12. That's fine. That works too. Right, if we win, uh, it's on us. should also mention that these next five games that we have coming up, Every one of these teams right now are 2-0. and Of course they are. So as I mentioned, Raleigh and I watched the game at the bar last night, and Raleigh was sharing his thoughts and opinions to himself on his phone throughout the game. Yes, for our audience, not just myself. Which is going to be a new segment we're putting out here today. Do you want to intro this? Yeah, sure. So we want to give our thoughts during the game as they happen. We don't know how interesting it will be long-term. We're just something we're messing around with. New podcast, things like these occur. Welcome to Raleigh's Ramblings. Ironically, as I'm rambling right now, enjoy. Alrighty, on the first drive of the Browns, Baker threw a deep ball to Odell Beckham Jr. Fantastic one-handed catch. Not sure why they haven't played it 30 times in a row. Ultimately, the Browns settled the drive for a chip-in field goal, kicked by Austin Siebert, but the real man of the hour is the Scottish Hammer. He held that ball so perfectly for Siebert to kick it in. That ball could not have been more perfectly kicked down the uprights. I attribute it to a fantastic hold by our boy, Scottish Hammer. 
Stand by for more updates. Let's go, Browns. All right, another field goal attempt by the Browns. A little further this time. Fantastic goal by the Hammer. It's up and it's good. Scottish Hammer with another fantastic holding of the football to be kicked. Just a holding the football. Whatever. Scottish Hammer punting from the Browns 46. Kicks a perfect ball to about the Jets 20 and somehow draws the hole downfield. And now they are on the Jets 10. Fantastic work by the Scottish Hammer as always. Browns on the Jets 24 something. Going for it, fourth and two. A little bit of commotion. Baker's got the ball. Goes it. Oh, yes! Yes! It's a foul on someone that's not us, hopefully. Defensive interference from the pass variety. <laughs> oh. oh, that's sick. And the Jets don't get away with cheating once again. Browns line up on shotgun formation next play, and Nick Chubb, Nick Chubb takes it to the house. Oh, what a glorious day. And the beer girl is back with a bucket that was ordered 15 minutes ago. All right, the Browns are going into halftime up 16-3 to against the Jets. A little bit stagnant on the offense. Defense is looking good. Granted, we're going against a backup, backup quarterback. But I think the real story here, folks, is that the Scottish Hammer is 3-for-3 three three on perfectly placeholding the kicks for Austin Seifert. 3-for-3 three three on field goals. The special teams is having a confidence-building game, a turnaround game for the franchise. I'm excited. The beer girl is on point with on-time deliveries at a sensible price. Let's go, Browns. All righty, I promise I'll get better at those. Not bad for, for a first time, though. We'll take it. Thanks, Kevin. Let's wrap things up, Kevin. Feeling strong about this week's show. At the end of the day, we got a W. We're 1-1. One one. Victory Tuesday. So we will at least have one win this season. We're on our way. And enjoy this week from now until Sunday. Short week. That our Browns stood their ground, looked at their opponents in the eye. Granted, that opponent was a third-string quarterback, and they won. Rams are coming to town Sunday night, primetime Sunday night football. It's going to be a big, big game, a very, very tough game. Fortunately, I don't see anyone hurt from the game last night. Hopefully we get Demarius back. Uh, Njoku was hurt, but he's back. He's okay. That That's was... right. He did say he's okay. But I, what happened? Unlike the Indians, the Browns are pretty much in one piece right now. <laughs> Don't get me started on the Indians there. Too, too soon. Hang in there, tribe. Hang in there, Browns fans. Walk tall this week, and we will see you next week, where I will be less redundant in saying week twice in the same sentence. As will I. Good night, Cleveland. Oh, yeah. Guys, lastly, please subscribe to us on the podcast app on iTunes or listen to us on Spotify. We're not telling you to do this because we actually care or like hearing the sounds of our own voice, which we kind of do. turns out it triggers some algorithm or something and gets the podcast trending. We don't make the rules. Help us out. Help us do this full time. And I hope you enjoy the show. And tell your friends and family to listen too. And tell them to tell their friends and family and coworkers too. All right. Enjoy the outro. (laughs) 